0: Hey men, welcome to the FaithBridge Men Podcast. I'm your host, Mace Perez, Men's Discipleship Coordinator here at FaithBridge, and I'm so excited that you're joining us as we continue our current season called Fight the Good Fight. All spring, we are encouraging, inspiring, and challenging the men of FaithBridge to believe the true gospel and to be transformed by the gospel. And as a part of this journey, we're highlighting the stories of the men of FaithBridge who are fighting the good fight. These aren't super men or super Christians, they're just regular guys like you and me whose lives have been and are being transformed by the good news that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And joining me today is my friend Dustin. Dustin, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. And so uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe what you do for a living, a little bit about your family, that sort of thing.
1: Uh, well, first, let me say it's a little surreal to hear you do your intro, because I was listening to the podcast before <laughs> before you called me, so it's weird to be sitting here listening to you do that, and right. now I'm here watching you do it. Right, exactly. Um, but uh, my name's Dustin Koppelman. My wife is Sheena. Uh, we've got three kids. Uh, my kids are 17, 7, and 5. Um, we've been coming to Faith Bridge uh, since December of last year, and uh, I work as a network engineer for Verizon
0: awesome uh that's so cool to, to hear you know we've had uh, different men on the podcast some have been at Faith bridge for years and years and years so it's so cool to, to meet someone who uh, their journey at Faithbridge is relatively new and so I'm excited to get to hear a little bit more about that that story and so all season as you know is is all about fighting the good fight and our working definition of what that means is to believe the true gospel and to be transformed by the gospel and so when you think about that, particularly the first part of that, of believing the true gospel. Tell us a little bit about how you first came to have saving faith in Christ. So it's, I guess, kind of a two-part story there, a little longer. um,
1: I grew up um, believing God, and my mom had us in church, um, and I turned into a teenager. I went to youth group, um, had some friends that, you know, we all did things together and enjoyed our time together. I guess my own group at that point, um... When I turned 18, I went to the Navy. Uh, after I joined the Navy, I stopped going to church, uh, but I still carried on my relationship with God. Um, towards the end of my time in the Navy, I met my wife, um, my my previous wife, and we had a kid. Uh, I got out of the Navy, and um, we went to church. Um, but, you know, I was always a person that kept a lot of things inside, right? I didn't communicate well, and things would... Um, just kind of bottle up inside, and I started to, uh, you know, sometime sometime in, I started to be very unsatisfied and frustrated with my life, um, and I just, I wasn't happy, and that went on for a little while, um, until I guess it kind of hit a, a little bit of a breaking point for me, and I decided that I wanted to change, and uh, and I was also angry, um, you know, and, and it wasn't, I think a lot of it was that I, I, uh, I didn't communicate, right, I just kept it in, I was very frustrated, like I said. So, um, I ended up deciding that I wanted divorce and I also ended up deciding that God wasn't real. Right. So, um, not, not that, not that, uh, I turned away from him that it just didn't make sense anymore. I spent, I spent my whole life having a relationship with God. I felt like, and, uh, and now how did I find myself in this place where I'm just, I'm not happy, you know? Um, and I just, I, I walked away and, uh, you know, and again, a disservice to to my, my previous wife because I didn't communicate and do the things that I should have done. Um, but the bigger thing was I just, you know, I completely cut off uh, my life, what I was doing before, and I moved forward without God, and, you know, I kind of struck out and made a new life, I guess, sort of. And um, and I look back on it now, and it was, um, it's weird. I don't know, how, how could I just, because I, I felt God growing up. You know, I felt the Holy Spirit, um, but I just disregarded that, in the time that, that, uh, that I was so, I don't know, growing into this, uh, unsatisfied and unhappy phase of my life, you know? Um, so after that, I met my current wife, um, and this was in 2010, right? Um, a couple of years later, we, well, we got married, uh, in 2013, we had two kids, um, kind of speeding through that a little bit, but she, she also, she did not grow up with the foundation of God, right? So, both of us kind of did not. We didn't go to church. We didn't talk about God um, because it wasn't. It wasn't real. Um, our children started getting older. Um, now, well, my oldest, my oldest son, he's from my previous marriage, and she, my ex wife, she would still go to church. And part of me was like, okay, good. He's still getting. A moral upbringing, right? Okay. Because at that point, it was it was a moral thing. He needs God in his life because that's going to help him be a good person as okay. he gets older, right? So now my my smaller children are getting older; they're turning into toddlers, and you know, we started thinking, "Gosh, we 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 need them to also have a good moral upbringing." We we probably need to find a church, and you know, not not for the reasons you should go to church, um, because you know, for two reasons, right? I want I want my children to have that morality. And then I also don't want them to be in awkward social situations where other kids talk about God and they don't know what's going on, what they're talking about. Um, So we tried out a couple of churches. Um, They were okay. They were fine. It didn't do anything for me. I don't know that I was open to anything, but I wasn't close to it, you know. Um, So we kept going on like that here and there. We never really landed at a church and stayed there very long. Um, But it it was exposure to the kids. Um, So... Time passed. Uh, kept going like this um, until I guess last year, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is not last year. Twenty twenty one, right? Um, I I like to read books, right? And so when I I read, I really kind of get into a story, you know. Um, and I was looking for a book, and I hadn't read in a while, and a long time ago, I read um the Left Behind series. Have you ever read those?
0: I haven't read uh, of them. I'm familiar. with of them. Okay. You know? So
1: yeah. I read them a long time ago. They're excellent books. Uh it's about the rapture and all that. So anyway, I don't I don't know what made me decide. Let me let me read this, right? So I start reading and um it just started stirring up some feelings in me um of like questioning my decision to that, that God wasn't real anymore, you know? And it started maybe uh maybe opening up for me a little bit, like Did you, I mean, did you make a a, a mistake here? I mean, what, you know, and, and I opened myself to that, you know, to rethink it and to reevaluate, you know, and, um, and, you know, eventually I I kept reading those and then I started, you know, I, I just, some of the things I read when I was, when I was reading that just, uh, things about God. It just, it, um, it started making me feel a little emotional, you know, making me feel like I had made a mistake, um. And then I started. I you know I found, went and found my old Bible, and I started reading my Bible a little bit, and just um, you know I started by just kind of randomly opening the Bible, and uh, gosh, every every night I would open up the Bible, and and it would it would it would speak to me. You know what I would read would be directly. Uh, I could I could relate it to my life what was going on, you know, and then I kind of started feeling guilty about you know. Um, about my decisions in the past you know as far as stepping away from god i i started to pray and you know god are you there um i'm open if if you know i'm, I'm open to to listening to to listening if you're if you're there you know and um and i just started i feeling like i'm seeing these little signs especially you know in the bible like you know even things like you know uh repent from sin um forgiveness is there believe in God live a holy life you know it's just those are things that are throughout the Bible all over but they just they really they started to strike and really resonate with me and um sorry I'm not sure where I was going there but uh anyway sometime sometime after I started having these feelings and I started praying again at night and still being unsure you know but maybe maybe a spark of faith coming back right um my wife Sheena she, uh, she says, "Hey, you ever see that church, Faith Bridge, over on Stubner?" And I'm like, "No." And she's like, "Well, do you want to do you want to try? You know, like, do you want to try to go to church?" And I'm like, "Yes, you know, absolutely." Wow. Um, right. So, um, so we come to we come to church, and this is December of last year, right? Not not that long ago. Um, and gosh, just coming in and listening to worship and listening to to the sermons. Um, actually just, just the first worship, if I can go back to that, was so emotional, you know, um, I, I, I keep things inside, right, and that's something that I've gotten better with, especially since coming back to God, right, um, but man, I came in, and I just, like, holding back tears was, was really hard to do, um, just, just feeling the Holy Spirit that happens in, in that room every Sunday, you know, it's really a big deal, and, uh, it was really emotional for me. I mean, if if Sheena tried to talk to me while I was while we were in there, I wouldn't have I would have cried like a baby, wow. like you know, um, so I, I you know I just I loved it every piece of it right. I felt like I felt like uh, and you know I did a thing here with Seth where we talked about it and I told him I just when I started coming here again, I felt like I was filling a hole that was uh, that I didn't know it was there. Wow. You know, I was uh, I was getting fed you know, and I didn't even know I was hungry, and, uh, man, it was really a big deal, just the feelings that I that I felt um, coming back and, and putting God back in my life, and, you know, um, so through December, um, we, we, we come every week, obviously, uh, we try to come to everything that's going on at Faith Bridge, um, and again, for the first three or four weeks uh, was really emotional for me, and and I did a lot of praying and a lot of asking for forgiveness. And I know God forgives. And um, and God is doing great things in my life right now. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm such a happier person right now because mm. it gives me so much peace. Um, there's a lot of things that I've, I feel like I've grown quite a lot since since coming back to God. He's putting things in the right places. I'm putting him first, and he's putting things in the right places in my life. Um, so Sheena also... Um, is growing her faith, right? And I love that, right? I, I pray about that all the time because I know that she didn't come from a background. And, and you know, I kind of did. And again, it's, it's it's just wild, like I said, coming coming back and, and just how suddenly God came back in my life. You know, um, I listened to one of the other stories uh, that you did a podcast with, and he said he got hit by a truck with, a, <laughs> right? And I, and I love that analogy, right? And for me, it was like the Holy Spirit was a wrecking ball and it just blasted through a wall that I put up so many years ago um you know I thought I thought yeah I told myself he wasn't real uh but I just I put up a wall and I was just in the dark for for 10 years for a decade you know and um and it was just it was so long but when that wall came down it was you know it was uh it was there was a lot of emotion there a lot of feeling and again that's not something I usually share right I'm usually not outwardly emotional um but even even now you know, uh, I'll be driving and listening to a song or something, and I'll sometimes get teary because of you know what, what's happening in my life. Um, so God is back in my life now, right? Uh, back in December, this is when things started happening, right? And then throughout that time, uh, for the past couple of years, actually, um, we had always we've been looking for uh, a new house, right? And just we weren't completely satisfied where we were, just kind of looking, and nothing ever checked all the boxes, but not seriously looking. So it was um, <clears throat> in, I think it was mid-December, um, my wife sends me a, a house. And, I'm, like, and I'm, I'm at this point, she sends them all the time. She's kind of in in heart, always looking at everything, whether we're looking or not. But I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Hey, by the way, did you know that there is a open house right now? And you happen to be out running errands. You should go. So she says, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. I'll go. And then she sends me a message. And she's like, oh, well, that actually ended um, at four o'clock and I'm here at almost five o'clock, but they're still here, so I can get in. So she gets in, she's like, Hey, you should come look. I'm like, oh man. I guess I guess it looks nice. So I go over there and we're looking around and we go inside the pantry over there and they have a Faith Bridge, uh uh at Christmas at Faith Bridge with the drive in, right? And we're like, hey look, because you know we had just started. We had just started, yeah. And we're Uh. like, what is what's this? You know? So uh the realtor that was there um we we, she was started asking us hey how are you getting to know her a little bit and we're like yeah and we just started going to church over here and and she's like oh where is it at and we said oh it's you know faith bridge and uh she comes to faith bridge also her name is jody okay maybe you probably know her so um little things like this right We, we started running into so many people that come to faith bridge right um later on that night i started doing oh well before that a couple months prior i started working out at a crossfit gym and um Later that night, after we looked at the house, we went to a Christmas gathering, and um, we were talking to the owner that's there, and his name is Eric Lewis. Mm -hmm. You know Eric? I do know Eric, He also comes to to Faith Bridge. Okay, I didn't know that. So I said, yeah, we started looking at this house. or I think we talked about Faith Bridge. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been going there for years. I'm like, oh, another person, right? And it's just like we just ran into so many people. And it's like, man, is God surrounding me? Is he is he putting all these people in my life? Is he, you know, he's pointing us in a direction, right? So then we're talking to him about the whole house situation and how things had sort of lined up, and we we were talking about and and not really talking about because God is still sort of fresh for us at this right. point, right? So it's more a question: Is God pointing us in this direction? Because we had been looking off and on and just just for years. Right, just because we weren't completely satisfied. And the way things lined out, it was just so convenient, right? And now I look back at convenient things and lucky things, and they're not convenient and luck. Right. They're, they're God's right. influence on the world, yeah. right? Um, so we were talking to him, Eric, about it, and he gave me maybe the greatest advice I think I've ever heard is if you if, if God is pointing you down a path, is he light, if he is lighting the way for you, run. You know? Do it. Don't walk, run. Right. Do not pass go. Right. You know, and and we both felt like, wow, this is is this is a kind of an answer to the, to our you know to, to what we've been wanting for a while, not really praying for or anything. But um, so anyway, we we went along that path, um, and everything turned out great. Um, we did move, but that was just kind of a, a thing that we felt that you know God put before us, um, you know, and uh, and it's working out very well. Um, but there's there's gosh every day there's little things that I notice what what God's doing in my life right um, so me coming back to God I, I I'm thirsty for it right I, yeah. I read my Bible a lot now um, I love reading Luke because we're talking about Luke every right, week yeah, right so yeah. I read ahead a little bit so that uh-huh. way on Sunday I can I, it just everything makes sense and I enjoy it more um, and I've been uh, I've been praying a lot for Sheena for my wife right because I want I want her I want I want it to grow in her like I feel it's growing in me, right? right? But yeah. I also don't want to come on too strong to to her or to to other people, right? Because that can be a bit of a turn off sometimes, right? Um, but yesterday I was uh, I was driving. And she sends me a, a a song. Hey, listen to this. And, uh, and it, the song's called In the Name of Jesus or something like that. And um, and it's a beautiful song. And I just was so happy that she sent that to me because it made me feel like, yes, yes, yeah.
0: you know? She's pursuing things on her own and excited I and sharing. I love it. I love it. Right. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. Um, there's a lot of gold in there and a lot that I think the men listening can relate to. Um, one of those is that feeling, um, I don't remember exactly how you described it, but I, I think you'll catch on, of, especially in that kind of 10-year gap, this feeling of just, and what led to that, that that feeling of being dissatisfied. I think that that's a feeling that, again, a lot of men can probably relate to. Um, so one question that came to my mind is, um, I'm just curious, because you said up until that point, you know, you knew God, you grew up going to church, and it, what it sounded like was life just wasn't working out the way that you had wanted it to. And I'm wondering if part of the reason why that led you to kind of pushing God away was because you, you kind of felt um, that he had done a disservice in your life.
1: I did. I was, I was angry. Uh, Again, I was, um, I felt, I felt like I had, been a good, uh, I've had God in my heart and I don't know that I felt like I was a good servant of God because that's a difference now and before. Uh, before I just kind of prayed and, and lived my life and now I pray and I let God guide my life, right? I ask God for help. Um, so there's a big difference of where I was before and now but at the time I, I certainly did feel like <clears throat> I had been doing all the right things and how could, how could I find myself in this place if, if God is real, how could I get here if God is real? There, How can this be? You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not happy. You know, I fell out of, out of love with my wife and, you know, um, and how did I get here? This can't be right. You know? And then I wasn't, and when we, when we were going to church, I don't know that I was feeling anything anymore. You know, I was, you know, so, um, I think part of me was angry, you know? Um, when I when I first started coming here I remember they were talking about uh hey we have serving opportunities and um I wanted everything to do with faith bridge right so I jumped on quick the first thing I did was a uh, parking and um, and I happened to be out there with Dylan mm-hmm. right and I just met hey what's your name uh, you know and then he gives me that in your face so what's your Jesus story right yeah. and I'm I'm like a week or two you know I'm just it's it's fresh for me and and something that's new, that was new for me, you know. And I, I talked to him, and I told him, I shared some of my story with him, and, uh, and at the end of it, and I told him, I said, you know, this is this is really uh kind of a refreshing thing. You don't generally talk about Jesus and God in in everyday life, or at least I didn't. Right. And and for the most part, I I still don't like it in my professional work life because you're working or the people that right. you're around. That's kind of a thing too. Is like, you know, when you make a big change in your life, you know, sometimes your prior life, right? It doesn't, it doesn't. They don't work together as right, well, right? right? Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, he asked that what's your Jesus story, and, right. and it was like a like a, like a smack in the face question, like mm-hmm. whoa, you know, really, all right, you know. Um, but uh, it was refreshing, and right. it was really nice to be able to have that conversation and and voice the things that I had been intervoicing voicing mm-hmm. for a little while, right. right?
0: So that was really nice. That's so so cool, and and yeah, like. It's easy to think that, you know, in our job or in our neighborhood, you know, there's this myth out there uh, that, you know, religion is just one of those things you don't talk about, but you would think, and I don't think that that should be entirely true, but my point in kind of saying that is you would think, okay, around the halls of a church on a Sunday morning, if there's any place where it's safe and normal to talk about Jesus and what he's doing in our life, you would think it would be that, but how often we still just kind of default default to keeping things on the surface. And so I love how, uh, I mean, I love that that that's just who Dylan is, but to even hear you say like, yeah, it was kind of jarring to hear him ask me that question point blank, because that's that's not a normal experience, but how freeing it was. like. And I think that there's so many people walking around the halls of Faith Bridge on a Sunday that that must feel the same way. And so uh, what an encouragement and a challenge to me, and I'm sure to many of the men listening, to just asking those questions. Like, if they're here on a Sunday morning, God is working in their life in some way, shape, or fashion. You know, maybe they're where you're at now or where Sean is, um, who you, you referenced earlier, who's like, man, they're on fire for the Lord right now and they're hungry. They could be on the opposite extreme and they could be the guy who's just here because their wife drugged them here, and while they may not acknowledge that that's the Lord working in your life, I think you and I at this point, you know, with the the glasses we have on spiritually speaking, you know, we see that that's the Lord working in their life. But my point is, if they're here on a Sunday morning, the Lord's doing something in their life. And and what an amazing opportunity to, as you're you're serving with someone or as you just happen to be in line, you know, Waiting for your cup of coffee on a Sunday morning, or whatever you know, dropping off your kids, just to ask, hey, you know, my name is Mace. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about your story. How'd you get connected to Faith Bridge? You know, uh, and so just what an encouragement that I think if we can normalize those conversations, even in church, people would find that really refreshing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, I um, so a, a long time ago, my mom bought me a, a necklace, right? And she always wants. She's. I want to buy you something. She feels like she always has to buy things. And I'm like, don't buy me anything. So anyway, she buys me this necklace, and um, I'm wearing it right now. It's a gold necklace, right? And I don't like yellow gold either, right? So she's like, I'm buying you yellow gold, and I'm also gonna buy you a cross. And I'm like, I don't want a cross, mom, um, because you know this was uh, a couple years ago. And I'm like, mom, don't buy it. I'm not gonna wear it. And she used to wear me out also. And let me go back and on this. She, she would always ask me, and God bless you this, and God this, and God that. And at the time it was such a turn off to me. And it was so like, oh mom, does everything have to be about God? I don't, you know? <laughs> um, so anyway, she buys me this necklace, and then um, and then I you know I I find God. God finds me. God let God lets me know he never lost me. Right. You know? Um, so then I go and I buy a cross. I found a cross for it. Cause I'm like, I I want to have a cross on my necklace just because I do, you know? Um, but now I, and I'm going here because you were talking about conversations. I always make it a point to when I'm walking around to pull my necklace out because I catch people during the day, not at church, but out at, at the grocery store. And I can see people that see that I'm wearing a cross and I'm a Christian and, and I can see their, maybe their demeanor change a little bit, right, you know? Right. And I love that. I love catching people like that. Right. Um, I had somebody in my house the other day and I had some Christian music on and she came in for AT&T doing internet because we just moved. And she's like, I love this song. And I'm like, yes, uh, right? And we yeah. sat and we talked for five minutes, you That's know, about great. God yeah. and, you know, and I love that. So now I try to, uh, I don't know, I try to leave little things out, little right. breadcrumbs yeah. so, I, so and and have an opportunity to catch somebody and talk about God if I can, you know, um, and I, I really like that. I enjoy catching little moments like that throughout right. the day. Uh,
0: a couple of things, I love that. And I think it relates to something you shared about your wife, you know, sharing the song with you earlier is... You know, when we think about, okay, our mission statement here at Faith Bridge is making more and stronger disciples who make more and stronger disciples. So when we think about making more disciples, when we think about evangelizing lost and sharing the gospel with, with nonbelievers, um, I, I I think we can tend to put a little too much pressure on ourselves, um, and in several different ways. But the, the couple that I think that are relevant to what you're sharing now are, on the one hand... Um, we feel like it's this extra thing that we have to do. When ideally, if we are pursuing the Lord wholeheartedly, it's those sorts of conversations will come out of the overflow. But again, we have to come out of the overcome that sort of. Well, this is just one of those things that we we don't talk about. But I feel like we make this dichotomy in our minds. It's either we don't talk about it, or they're like crazy guy with the A sign, you know, over us, you know, yelling through our bullhorn It's like, no, all you have to do is be authentically you and be authentically Christian. And so if, you know, wearing an identity marker, so to speak, of a cross around your neck, listening to music that you, you enjoy. And again, just being who you are. Like I think back to um, my previous career was in public education and uh, I would arrive at, at school on a Monday morning, and my coworkers asked, you know, how's your weekend? There was a time period in my life where I would literally say everything we did that weekend other than go to church. I would just leave that part out, you know, because yep. it felt awkward. And, and it was a big step for me to, again, not try to beat someone over the head with the Bible, but just be authentically... Who I was, you know, we went to church or we had this event at church and just start to talk about those things. Oh, I went, you know, we had a small group last night and we talked about this and, uh, you know, all we have to do is be authentically us. And and I think what you're, you're finding and what I'm hearing is uh, that fear that we have in our mind that it's just going to make interactions awkward is not only untrue, but often it can be the opposite. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's yep. great. It makes it relatable, you Absolutely. know. But I, I can see, I can see how it, how it can happen the other way too. Because, like, um, you know, when you, when you have God in your life, like right now, God, my life is, is. Uh, I, I don't keep things on the inside so much, and I share things. Um, I make. I'm not selfish with my time anymore. Right. I'm seeing the things for like, like my relationships are important. I, I, I want to spend more time with my wife. I want I want to hear what she did during her day you know what I'm mean? and and I'm giving my full attention to it and I'm loving it I'm getting it's paying dividends right and I used to be more selfish with my attention and my time and and um and putting God first allows me peace and it puts me in a place where I can do that but I know how I feel and now you want other people to know that joy and that feeling too mm. so that can That's be right. where it comes we're like hey you should come to church hey this hey that right so yeah. I can see where people could go come on too strong right right i can see where that can come from
0: but as you you say it's not a you should but it's not because you're a wicked evil sinner and you need to get your life together well that may be true (laughs) but it's really from a place of you should because this is amazing like there is there's so much more to to life uh when you're living your life with with jesus right yeah uh, another thing, just kind of going back in your story that I, I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, during that kind of decade that you were away from the Lord. Um, you know, what's interesting is, as you keep using this language of real, like he was, he, I didn't think he was real, but it's almost like you never really totally stopped believing in the sense of like, you'd still kind of reference that he was there. A little bit. So, uh, I, again, I think that that's probably a pretty common experience, uh, and so I would just love for you to unpack kind of where you were at mentally and spiritually, kind of in that season of kind of what what that means. Of you know, he wasn't real, but it's like you weren't really like total atheist. Either, no, right? no,
1: right. And I and I think I look. I've actually looked it up, and maybe it, maybe my you you correct me if I'm wrong. Is that agnostic, where mm-hmm. you believe in something, but it's not defined and i think right. i moved more towards starting to feel like maybe i'm agnostic because you know i look back and i'm like you know i've been to church and i've really felt something mm-hmm. right i've felt something there's something there that that you can't touch but i don't know that it was i don't know that it was god or jesus right, right? so I, I i believe i put myself in a place where i thought it was agnostic because I, you know, and, and this is after, right? After I just stepped away and said, God's right. not real, you know, but I never came back. You know, I just said, yeah, there's something there, but I don't, I don't know what it is. You know,
0: I don't know what it is. And the God that I grew up hearing about, I don't think he's it. Right. Because I checked all the boxes. I did everything I was supposed to do, or at least most, you know, I did my best and he didn't come through for me. You got it. So, yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it's not this.
1: Right. And I, and I never dug into it either, right? I never I never went to a place where, like, let me explore this. Let me really figure out religion and spirituality. I stepped away, and I said, oh, there's something agnostic that seems to fit. Okay. Now what are we doing today, you know? Um, and I just, like I said, I kind of lived in the dark for a while. And yeah. I just, you know, you don't even know it. You know, and I wasn't... I don't know that i was i wasn't an unhappy person i certainly wasn't living life the proper way in certain areas right um i had certain struggles and and you know and and i'll bring this up which is kind of a hard thing to talk about but you bring it up and um it's a common theme is men struggle with uh, you know alcohol or pornography right i've certainly had those struggles too um and you know sometimes you don't realize that maybe those are so wrong right mm-hmm. um i do now mm-hmm. um you know, but uh, those, those are hard things to, to struggle with. But uh, I, I love that you you and Faith Bridge, you, uh, you voice that because I think those are real things that right. a lot of men struggle with. Yeah. You know, and I can relate to that, too, which I'm sure a lot of guys can. Yeah.
0: No, that makes a, a ton of sense. You know, one of the um, fastest growing uh, religious demographics in our country today are nuns in ONES people who claim no religious okay. affiliation whatsoever in fact in our own city in the city of Houston 1 in 5 Houstonians claim no religious affiliation whatsoever oftentimes that. you know the phrase you'll hear people say is I'm I'm spiritual but not religious and so I just say that to say I think that place where you are at for those 10 years is is not only common in our day but increasingly so and so I think a lot of people again will or relate to that they they either are there or have been there or know someone who's there but i, I want to dive just a little bit deeper um because you you referenced um a few times in our, our our conversation um so if fighting the good fight is it's believing the true gospel but it doesn't stop there, right? It, it's also being transformed by the gospel, and you've referenced several ways already that you've you've been transformed over these last few months. And one of them that you've mentioned a few times is how you used to be someone who kind of bottled everything up, kept everything inside, but now you're starting to to open up. You're opening up to your wife. You're you're being more emotionally available for her, asking her how she's doing. And I appreciate your your vulnerability and transparency throughout the entire conversation. But even you know you know talking about how pornography and alcohol have been a a struggle uh, for you. Um, So the question in in my mind is, I think a lot of guys can, again, relate to that experience, that we're sort of socially conditioned that men are supposed to, you know, be the strong, silent types and, and this sort of thing. And if you have problems, you know, just keep it to yourself, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, all that sort of things. Uh, and so men are not naturally very good, even in the church, about opening up about things, uh, especially things like, hey, I have or am struggling with alcohol or pornography or whatever the case may be. But clearly you're to a, a place where not only you've referenced it, but even in our conversation you've been very open and transparent. So I'm I'm curious what you would have, what words of encouragement would you have to the man listening who's maybe still in that bottle it up, keeping it all inside? What have you experienced as you've started to open up? Um, Kind of how has the Lord blessed that and used that for good in your life and and, and how would you use that to encourage maybe a, a man who's who's still in that bottle up phase to begin starting to open up about some of those things?
1: Uh, well, first I want to go back to your word on transformation, right? I, I think I first heard that when I was talking to Seth, and I actually thought about I was like, man, that is appropriate. You know, I love that word because that's what's happening. Um, but uh, I would I would say that uh, you have to have an outlet. Um, because it just doesn't go it doesn't go anywhere good you know uh, when you bottle things up i mean i it's freeing when you when you have an outlet um it's it's freeing when you can be a little bit more emotionally available uh even though it's hard because um because as men we don't want to be vulnerable and that you know we don't want to show vulnerability right and that's that was that's that's me that's that's still me right um, but I think we're always going to have struggles and temptation, right? Because we're we're human. Right. Um, I mean, I I have temptation. You know. I mean, last week I have temptation. There's no. Oh, but it's right. how do you deal with it, right? Right. Um, but if you can get if you can find uh, the right outlet, and I mean, for me, I, my, for me it was it was God, and it was turning my attention um, during moments of temptation uh, to music. To, to music that, that resonated with me that I could, you know, that made me feel good, or or I or just, just something else. And, and I didn't, like, I didn't have a person, right? And that's something that you talk about all the time is have somebody, you know, have somebody to be able to reach out to, right? right? Uh, I didn't do that, but I do reach out to God, in, you know, in, in moments where I struggle, where I'm feeling... You know, bitter in some sort of way, which, you know, sometimes those feelings, uh, you know, you, you take those out on the people that are close to you because that's easiest. Right. But, right. Um, you know, those moments happen and and you have to find a way to uh, have some some kind of outlet. Otherwise, when it finally does come out, um, it's going to be bigger and worse than it should have been. Right. Um, but again, uh, I think it's freeing um, to be vulnerable and to have open communication and uh and it and it's it brings you it brings me peace you know the biggest yeah. thing that having got back in my life is that i i have uh i have more peace right i don't let things bother me so much even situations or struggles that might come up um i know that i know that i can turn to god and i can you know if i don't have an answer um he'll 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 lead me to one you know
0: yeah. um and uh the the picture that came to my mind as you were sharing um you know yes absolutely we are community is is a huge emphasis of ours here at faithbridge and we try to create safe spaces Uh, it's why everything we do even our big events are around round tables Uh, it's why we we uh, are so big on serve teams and grow groups and and all these sorts of things is so that you can Start to get to know other believers and have those safe places. But um, even if someone's at a point where they don't quite have those safe people, we all have the Lord. And right now, if you're listening to this and you're struggling with something, like you can talk to Him right now. And the, the picture that came to my mind is you know, when God saves us, He adopts us into His family, He's our Father. And I was thinking as a dad myself, like when my children are struggling with something, I want them to open up to me about it. You know, I want to be able to talk about it with them. Uh, so the, the reason why this is coming to my mind is so like last night, my son was just having a hard night. It was just one of those nights where, um, you know, everything we were asking him to do was a bit of a fight. And it really wasn't. The, the issue really wasn't brushing his teeth or cleaning his dishes or, or whatever, right? There, there was clearly, like, something going on under the surface. And so, you know, uh, you know, I'm talking about my son, but we all do that, right? It's like right. you can bottle it up, and but you're really not, quote, unquote, handling it as well as you probably think you are. But one of the things – and I was actually inspired by um, a, a podcast I was listening to to get back into something that we had started – so we started, um, you know, part of our nighttime routine is we'll do a little bit of devotional time. We use a, a resource called the New City Catechism that has all these questions and answers about kind of the basics of the faith, and they put it to music, so it's really great for the young ones. And then we'll we'll read a little bit of a, a passage of Scripture and talk about it. But we started something new a few months ago, and we'd kind of gotten away from it, and I've, I felt inspired to get back into it. And so we did it again last night. And it's uh, on Wednesday nights, rather than um, reading a Bible story, uh, we call it What's on Your Mind Wednesday. And it's just, you know, instead of doing kind of our normal devotional... Uh, time I just crawl into bed next to my son just ask him, hey, what's what's going on? you know what's what's on your mind? what are you thinking about? are you you know is anything bothering you are you anxious about anything? And you know, to be clear, to not overly idealize it, you know, 90% of the time, you know my son's answer is, oh, I'm good, you know nothing. <laughs> you know but what I'm trying to create is is a culture where hopefully he knows that his father, is a safe place, and so when he does have those things that he's struggling with, when he has things that are, are bothering him, he can talk about it. And um, my wife and I were just talking about this today. I was talking about um, just some friends of mine that are going through some hard things, and uh, you know, my wife was just asking, like, you know, how are you personally, you know, dealing with with all of this? And we were just talking about um, this idea that when someone's coming to us with hard things. You know, we, we feel like we have to have all the answers, but I cannot tell you how many times, whether just in personal life or in ministry, you know, I'm talking with someone who's going through a hard time and they just, they're kind of spilling their guts to me. And I don't even have to say anything. And they're just like, wow, it feels so much better just to, to get that to get out there. Out. Right. You know, and so just all of that to say, you know, that God is our Father if if i want to hear from my son and know what's going on in his life and i'm imperfect i'm i'm a wicked sinful man how much more does our father in heaven who's perfect and holy and who is love does he want to hear those things from us and if we would just start to open up about those things to him right how much healing and freedom and like you said peace we would start to experience yeah. yep well, thank you so much, Dustin. Uh, I think we could probably keep going for hours. Sure. Uh, this has been such a pleasure just to get to, to hear your story. And again, I think there's so much in your story that the men listening can relate to and so much encouragement that I think the men are going to take away from this. So thank you uh, for being here today, Dustin.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for giving me a chance. Yeah.
0: And thank you guys for joining us on this journey to fight the good fight, to believe the true gospel, and to be transformed by the gospel. If you enjoy this episode, please rate, subscribe to, and share this podcast so more men can be reached with the gospel and lock arms to fight the good fight together. Men, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Faith Bridge Men Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe so you can catch future episodes and help us spread the good news by rating and reviewing the podcast and sharing this episode with another man who would be helped by the content. And we will catch you next time on the Faith Bridge Men Podcast. Until then, keep fighting the good fight.